Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. My name is Harriet Blevins, and I'm so happy you're here today. As always, I want to thank you for your time. I say it every single episode because I know there are a million other things that you could be doing, so I appreciate your willingness to join me today. Today, we're going to be tackling a subject called habit about how our habits shape and even build our lives. So I'm going to get right into it today. Growing up at church, I remember my pastor alluding to this passage nearly every week. I think for like a year he did, actually. It was Proverbs 29, 18. And it says, where there is no vision or revelation, the people perish and wander aimlessly until they die. That is like, wow, The message version says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Havila Cunnington says, if you don't have a compelling future, you will live a purposeless and anxious life. How many times do we hear about anxiety in our culture today? And she says, if you don't have a compelling future, well, I want to tell you, you have a compelling future, and so do I. At 56 years old, I have seen both this passage I just read and this quote come to pass, both in my life and in other people's lives. Now, sometimes it can seem selfish to even stop and think about what kind of life am I building? We kind of end up just letting life happen to us. Many people spend their whole lives feeling stuck. Like, it's like being in a terrible book where the chapter just never ends. I don't know about you, but I've gotten there before, just bogged down, and it just the bad chapter never ends. People feel like they don't have any power over their own lives, but I am going to tell you today that is not true. That is actually a lie from the enemy because you can write whatever story you want with your life. Do you want to be defeated, a victim, down, depressed, anxiety-ridden, or... Do you want to be victorious? Do you want to be an overcomer, a lifter of others and full of joy? You hold the pen. What story are you writing with your life? On our very first podcast, you heard me say a few things that we often quote at Sisterhood. One of them is, if you don't like where you are, move. You are not a tree. I'll say it again. If you don't like where you are, move. You are not a tree. I used to think that All these kind of sayings were like for younger people, but I've put them to the test and they're true. Now, I will tell you, moving, doing something different will require a bit of courage. It's going to require some cheerleading from your people. It's going to require a good working knowledge of the kingdom of God. Now, what what do I mean by that? Well, first and foremost, we have to stay kingdom focused like an arrow, I don't think it's God's desire that we just sit back and watch Netflix and kind of let life just happen to us. Many people do that. I'm not sure how we got in that cycle, but many people do that. But I want to tell you, God has created us for so much more than that. 
The world out there is this huge place. It's so big. And when we live um, and just let life kind of happen to us, our lives are so small. They become tiny, hemmed-in little places. So I want us to go to the Word right off the bat today in Jeremiah 6, 16. And it's a prophetic word. It says, Thus says the Lord, Stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you shall find rest for your souls. Now we can see from this passage that there is a good way. There is a way for you and I to walk. And I love this part that the way he has us walking leads to rest. I don't know about you, but wow, do we live in some busied, hurried times. I mean, like, it is unreal how busy our schedules and our calendars can get. But when we walk in his good way, it always leads to rest. Remember, you hold the pen. You are writing the story. So today, I want to talk to you about the act of habit. I want to inspire you to desire more out of your own life. The foundation of your habit is determined by each and every choice you make on a daily basis. Now, that sounds kind of like, wow, each and every choice. Yep, that is where the foundation of habit comes from. The definition of habit is a behavior pattern. <coughs> I'm so sorry. <coughs> the definition of habit is a behavior pattern acquired by frequent repetition or psychological exposure that shows itself in regularity or increased facility or performance. So in other words, what you do on a regular basis is actually what you become. What you do on a regular basis is what you become. So today I'm going to read a passage from Proverbs 4, beginning with verse 20. And we're going to take most of our message today from this particular passage. We're going to break it down. So beginning with verse 20, my son, give attention to my words. This is a father talking to a son. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it, your heart, flows the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious lips far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Turn your foot from evil. Now this is part of the instruction given, like I said, by a father to a son. It is full of wisdom and direction for you and I as well in the building of our lives. You will see a common thread when reading this. It is all about sight. If we cannot see it, we will not become it. Remember my opener about vision, Proverbs 29, 18. What we see about ourselves, our world, and Jesus is everything. It shapes everything about us. That's what gives us our worldview. So if we look at verses 20 and 21, he's saying, To incline your ear to my sayings and do not let them depart, keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep his words in my heart. Listen to them. Pay attention to them. Keep looking at them. How how do we do that? What is the practical way that we do that? Well, we we read the Bible. 
That is the best way to keep God's word close to us. Many people are just out there groping around in darkness when the light switch is actually right beside them on their coffee table or on their bedside table. Just just turn on the light, open his word, look at his words, ponder, meditate on his sayings in your heart and think about them. I have loved this one-year Bible plan. I'm on year two. It keeps me steadily in his word, not for ministry study purposes, but for my own personal development. It has become a habit to me. Now, it's one of the first things I do when I wake up. The first thing I do when I wake up is actually wake up. I have to get awake. Then I go to the word. But Jesus and his word, they are the bread of life. Have you ever been in a kitchen when someone takes hot bread out of the oven and you smell it? You may not even be hungry at that time, but the moment you smell fresh bread, you want it. And that is what reading his word does for us. It makes us hungry for the right things. I love that so much. And I love bread, but I can't eat it very much. Okay, verse 22 says... For they are life to those who find them and health to their body. Life and health. Everybody, everybody I know needs this. No one is exempt. Life. If you are struggling with getting a vision for your life, then find out what God's word says about you. Find out what he, what his heart is towards you. What his plans are for you. And I'll tell you right now, they are good. God is the kindest one we know. They are good plans. So get in there and let the word of God be unlocked in your life. Health, this particular scripture actually talks about it. Do you know that keeping his word in sight and therefore in our heart brings health to the whole body? I mean, don't skip over that part. It is huge. Do you want health in your whole body? Then keep his word in your sight, in your vision. Verse 23 tells us, watch your heart. Pay attention to that. The springs of life flow from our heart. What things are you allowing to take root there? Are they good? Are they honorable? Pay attention to your heart. It really, really matters. A couple of years ago, I personally had really hit rock bottom. I had had some, um, I think I, I took them maybe in my own brokenness as mistreatments, betrayals, but I can tell you this, it nearly took me out. I felt like I was heart sick. Have you ever felt that way? Like your heart just felt sick. And I needed healing in the biggest kind of way. And one thing I learned in counseling during that time is that the more I guard my heart, the healthier I am. No one can do that for me. No one can do it for you. You and I have to guard our heart. And we have to take responsibility for that for ourselves. That's something that nobody can do for us. Guard it for yourself. Verse 24 says to put away a deceitful mouth. Now, what does that even mean? If someone were to walk up to you on the street and say, put away a deceitful mouth, we wouldn't even really kind of know what they were even talking about. But the word deceitful means this, having a tendency to give false impressions, or let me, let me boil it down to you, lying. Stop lying, or at least tell the most truth you can when you get into a situation. This particular verse also talks about devious lips. What does that mean? It means saying what the devil would say. Hmm, okay, well, what does the devil say? Let's go over to John 8 and read a passage there. John 8, 43 and 44 says, this is Jesus speaking, why do you not understand what I'm saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. So he asks a question and then he answers the question. Verse 
44 says, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Devious lips are lying lips, so just stop lying. So here we see that the devil is a liar and the father of lies. Now back to our text in Proverbs 4, verse 25, says, Let your eyes look directly ahead of you and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Eyes directly ahead, gaze fixed. What does this mean? What does that mean? That just sounds like you're just sitting staring off into space, doesn't it? But it actually means that what we see is very important. What do you see right right now, today? Because if you are looking backwards all the time, if you're looking back at past hurts, past situations, even, even, you know, the good old days, whatever's behind you, you cannot get to where you're supposed to go if you're looking behind you. The rear view mirror is smaller for a reason because you're not going that direction. You should be going forward, not backwards. So I think keeping our eyes fixed straight ahead is how we stay out of trouble. It keeps us from going off the path. It includes staying in our own lane. Now, that's something we say a lot at Sisterhood. Put competition with others far away from you and run your own race before the Lord. I'm going to say this to you. You're not competing with anyone else. No one else. Remove When you feel somebody saddle up beside you like they want to be in competition with you, remove yourself immediately from that situation. Take yourself out of that situation immediately. Spend enough time with God and His Word to know what lane you are called to and then run that race right there with all of your might because you are called to be you. You are not called to be anybody else. The most miserable people in the world to be around are those trying to be somebody other than who God created them to be. I'm going to say that again. The most miserable people in the world to be around are those people who are trying to be someone other than who God called them to be. Set yourself free today. Pick up your pen and write your own story. Okay, go down to verse 26. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Watch your path and your ways will be established. I love this word, established. Um, Things are established in my life and your life through the power of habit. The word established in the Strong's, it's number 3559 and it's the word kun and it's K-U-W-N. And this is what it literally means, to stand firm, steadfast, faithful, sure, reliable, fixed, and to be ready. Psalm 37, 23 says, The steps of a man or a woman are established by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. See, what we do, we do the watching of our ways. We do the keeping to the right paths, and he does the establishing. That is awesome. That is good news for all of us, because when something is established, that means that it is built And you and I are building our lives, and that is such good news. Now, in verse 27, our last verse, we see a warning here. Do not turn to the right or to the left. We see this. Turn your foot from evil. Here is another picture of our eyes fixed straight ahead. This keeps your feet from evil, which is also part of the way that Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, saying, deliver us from evil or deliver us from the evil one. So the part I want you to take away today is this. 
You build your life through the daily habits you establish and the choices you make. I will say it again. You build your life through the daily habits you establish and the choices you make. No one else can do it for you. Have you ever had a friend who kept returning to a bad habit like a moth to a flame? It could be an addiction, a toxic relationship, bad habits, chronic bad choices or routines. I mean, I know I have. It is heartbreaking to watch over and over again for years, maybe even a lifetime. We watch this person choose something or someone that is harmful to them. And it always leads to so much pain and so much disappointment. But no matter how many times you try to help them see the truth, they cannot break away from it because it has established power over this person. Why? Why is that so? Because they have established a habit of letting this situation or person write the story of their lives instead of taking personal responsibility for it themselves. All we can do is establish habits for ourselves and pray for our loved ones. We can choose something different for ourselves. We can choose to write a new story. We can pick up the pen and start a new chapter of our stories today. I felt like when I was preparing this word that I had a uh, God word for someone today out there that's listening. And I'm just going to give it even in a prophetic sense to you. I feel like the Lord said, you have thought that it was too late. Over. You have thought that the train pulled out of the station without you. But I say it is never too late and it's never over until I say it's over. I want to establish you in new and fresh ways, says the Lord. I want to create new wineskins for you to carry new habits and new ways of living your life. I have called you to a higher place. Stop looking around you. You are called to come up higher. I will give you new perspective, says the Lord, as you step into places, new places with me and trust me. You will find a new ending to your story. It will fill you with peace and with hope. I am doing the new thing and it isn't just about you. It's about all those coming after you. So trust me, look to me, wait on me, and I will establish you, says the Lord. Now that is some good news. I'm taking that for myself, and I hope you will take that for yourself too. I want to end today in prayer for you, establishing all of us in this new place. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word that brings life to us. We thank you for the power in the presence of the Holy Spirit that guides and directs us each day. We thank you for free agency and the free will that gives each of us choices about our own ways, God, that we can make choices in our own lives. Forgive us when we haven't chosen your way. We want to establish ourselves in you, Lord, and in the new places that you have for us. Help each of us to take this this section of Proverbs and put it into our own hearts and spirits. Let it guide and teach each of us today. Help us, God, to establish the power of habit so that we can build lives worthy of you and your calling for us. We love you, Lord. You are the kindest one we know, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I have a tip of the day for you today. The tip is make your bed. Now, that doesn't sound like a wellness or health tip, but stay with me. Making our bed is part of habit that we have been talking about in this episode. Making the bed is something we can do to start our day in a productive way. 
Those who make their beds are going to be more disciplined in other parts of their day as well. When our kids were growing up, we had a saying as parents, kind of Tim and I encouraging one another, begin in the direction you wish to go. That means don't, um, don't start something that you know you're going to have to change down the road because it's going to lead you someplace you don't want to be. So that's the same with making your bed. If I want to be disciplined and make great, good, healthy choices along my day, then I need to start there. Pretty soon, it's going to lead to other disciplines, such as working out, eating well, taking care of my physical body. It's a tiny, small step towards a better day, and we all want that. So thank you again for being with me today on the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I hope you have felt inspired and encouraged to go have a great day. Go make your life awesome.